listening to Company Inc. Company Inc. is an audio diary of two business owners living, working, and sleeping together. My name is Lisa Butler. I code websites on WordPress for bloggers and creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at lmb.com. And my name is Jesse Graglia. I do video and podcast editing for creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at soundmind.pro. Welcome to episode seven. Episode seven. Yay. Yay. Today we're talking about working from home. Cool. What we like about it, what we don't like about it, and how we manage working from the same house without killing each other yet. Yet. Hasn't happened yet. Being the operative word. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Watch your back. I know where you sleep. (laughs) I always tell him that um, he's got no chance because he's the first subs that the the boop but i can't talk he is the first suspect the cops are going to come to so there's no way he'd ever get away with killing me so oh now the whole podcast knows (laughs) you can't get away with it oh my plans have been foiled you can never get away with it foiled so what do you like about working from home i think the best thing about working from home is Making your own schedule. Oh, yeah. Because we're not morning people. We like to sleep in. We don't like to wake up. So being able to wake up whenever you want is a good thing for us because waking up stinks. We don't know why it stinks, but it stinks. It took me at least three years into my business before I finally accepted that my life is better without an alarm clock and I just work better without an alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, like when I got done with my regular jobs, uh, it took me a while. It took me a little while to figure out that I don't have to be up at this time to do things anymore. And being able to wake up at nine o'clock instead of 745 is perfectly okay. Granted, there are days we wake up at 10.30 or 11. Those are also the days that we stay up until like 1 or 2 the night before. This is true. Because we are night owls, we do like to stay up. So I even work at night a lot of the time. So instead of working that those morning hours, the like 9 to 12 in the morning that people would typically work, I'm working 9 to 12 at night instead. Yeah. <laughs> then I use like the 12 to 2 a.m. period to as like my wind down period where I'm just kind of relaxing, getting ready for bed. and Yep. And I like it that way. It's It works for me. I felt guilty about it for a long time. Like, oh, I should keep a normal schedule like everybody else. And then I'm like, well, this is kind of the reason I have my own business. And if I get all my stuff done, if I'm making enough money... Yeah. If my clients are happy, then I'm doing pretty okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing to feel guilty about as long as you're getting your work done and your job your your business is successful and you're able to keep yourself afloat and still have money to throw around at the end of the month. That's great. You're doing well for yourself. Yeah. So So whatever schedule you want. That's right. Some people work better in the morning, some people work better at night. I work better in the middle of the day. I like to eat lunch like that's kind of my designated time that I've set for myself is right after lunch. So it's not like one o'clock 
like I set to a time, I set to an event. So I will eat lunch. I will have food. That could be at 1130. That could be at one o'clock. But after that, with my tummy full, I will get down to work. Because I like to get stuff done before the evening hours. Because I like that to be me time. And I'd rather have everything done. Or at least get a good chunk of my work that I have Mm -hmm. to do done during that time. And then in the evening, I don't feel like a piece of crap because I didn't do anything all day. (laughs) And I'm on PlayStation with my friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, what'd you do today? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) So I like to get my stuff done there. I like to have mornings to myself because being a night person and actually it's more like being a not morning person is what it is. My gears don't really start to get going until hours after I've woken up. Same here. I don't know what it is. You know, I've tried coffee in the morning, like caffeine to get me going. It just doesn't work. Like the the brain, the synapses and the crap in there just don't start firing the way they're supposed to until later in the day. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter if I would, if I got 10 hours of sleep or eight hours of sleep or six hours of sleep. It just doesn't matter. Um, so that's why I wait. I have mornings to myself. I'll eat breakfast or whatever or do personal stuff in the morning time. And then in the afternoon, I'll get down to it. Yeah, I tend to do like the the stuff that doesn't require brain power. Like I'll... Um, I'll file away emails i may not answer any i may like save the bigger ones for later mm-hmm. um, but anything that i can just kind of clear out i'll just kind of do one big sweep of my email and do all the easy stuff that doesn't require thought go check social media and that kind of thing um and just kind of ease into the day and organize my to-do list and and things like that so i'm not you know, trying to force myself to work when I don't really have the brain power to do it because then I'm just, it's going to take me twice as long to do it anyway. I might right. as well wait until I am feeling my best and feeling focused. Yep. And then it's not going to take me as much time to do the things on my to-do list. So yeah, I totally agree. So that's number one. That has to be my number one is the fact that I can wake up whenever I want because I've never been a morning person. And having that is just like, it's the greatest thing. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest thing to just wake up and not have anything tying me down or like I have no obligation first thing in the morning to get up and go somewhere. Yeah. And it's just such a freeing feeling to not have to do that. Yeah. So that, that has even, to be. I set client calls in the afternoons. Like, I don't even give people the option to talk to me. I don't blame you. Before one o'clock in the afternoon. Because I don't blame you. It's not going to do them any good. It's not going to do me any good. I'm just going to go into the call resenting it. Whereas in the afternoon, you know, the caffeine has started to kick in. I'm feeling more awake. I'm ready to go and I'm excited about the call. Yeah. In the morning, I'm just going to be like, oh my God, I'm going to be like rushing through my morning to get to it. So. Exactly. I think it's all about structuring your day in a way that works for you. Yeah. And knowing your strengths and weaknesses and being okay with that. Yeah. Like I felt so guilty about 
not keeping a regular schedule and just kind of going with the flow, especially because you like you read all these articles like this is how you're supposed to be doing it for optimum productivity. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't you know, there's just sometimes that I don't feel like working in the morning or I don't feel like working in the afternoon. I'd rather work late at night. And that's just how yeah, I, I am. Like, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. And so um, I did feel guilty about, you know, not it, it. It's difficult when you have friends that do have, you know, a traditional nine to five schedule and they mm-hmm. want to hang out in the evenings. Um, I mean, like you said, you play PlayStation with your friends in the evenings because that's when they can play. Exactly. And, um, you know, that's when my friends want to go to dinner and things like that. And so that's just when I have to plan ahead and say, OK, well, I know I'm going to dinner tonight. And so I can either choose to call it a night early enough, which, you know, if it is on a weeknight, like my friends aren't going to stay out super late anyway because um, they got work in the morning. So. I can all, I always have the option of coming home and working after that, or I just know that I really have to have a productive afternoon um, because I'm just not going to get much done in the evening. Yep. So it's all about kind of balancing it out. And for me, I am motivated by getting things off of my to-do list. And so if something sits for too long on my to-do list, like it drives me crazy. so I like putting myself on a schedule isn't going to make me work more or work better like I still have that motivation to get those things done so I think you know if you if you are motivated by other ways like you know some people thrive on having a schedule and that's fine but you don't have to have a schedule like you set the rules here yeah it's it's not about the quantity, the amount of time you're putting into it. It's the quality of the time you put into it. Because you could put a mere two hours into a project, but if they were a quality two hours, then you got a lot done. So mm-hmm. it's it's all about knowing when when you're at your best. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because some people are morning people. Some people get up at five o'clock and get everything they need to do before done before noon. Yeah. And then I cannot identify with that, but there are people like that out there. So it's all about identifying that uh, when you're at your best. And just, I mean, experiment with it because it took me, I mean, I've been at this for four, over four years now Mm -hmm. and I've I've only, only recently stopped feeling guilty about not setting an alarm in the morning. Like I used to set, I mean, even, even six months ago. I was still setting alarms and I was just hitting the snooze button over and over again until I finally was just like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this to myself when I could just not have an alarm, wake up naturally, feel a lot better about it, and I'll probably wake up about the same time anyway. Yeah. So. Yep. So you do what works best for you. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. What works best for you. Number two thing is the lack of commute. commute. Oh, yeah. Lack of commute. No morning routine and 
you know, packing your lunch, getting the dogs out. Yeah, none of that stuff. Driving to work. How Sitting much, in traffic, oh my God. How much time do you think a normal human wastes going to and from work? Just going to and from work. Not even the morning routine getting ready for work. Actually traveling there in the morning and coming back in the evening. It's got to be, it's astronomical. How much time, your time, that you're wasting. You're not getting paid for that time. It's just time you're wasted going there. Yeah. Man, if I still had a morning commute, I'd be listening to podcasts and learning stuff. Yeah. Or audiobooks. Absolutely. It's just, that's that's got to be the other just great thing about yeah. working from home is you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do that. You have that time back to yourself. And that is another reason why you kind of feel guilty by not spending all this time working because you have so much more time to do whatever you want with. Mm-hmm. And... You have that time because you don't have to commute. You don't have to do the morning routine. You get all that time back to yourself. It's some just, people. It's I know great. some people work better if they, you know, go ahead with some sort of morning routine and put on an outfit and put on makeup and all that stuff. True. And if that's you, go for it. But I don't do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be straight <laughs> up with you. Like I, I put on lounge clothes. I do change out of my pajamas, but. You know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with working in your lounge clothes. If you're able to be productive, it makes you happy. I mean, it saves you time. Absolutely. I mean, you can you can get all made up and dressed up to go out of the house. So if I'm going to dinner with friends or if we're having a date night, I'll use that as an opportunity to do my makeup, do my hair. Sure. Wear my wear my favorite clothes, but you know from day to day it's like one less decision that you have to make and mm-hmm. one less thing that you have to do. Yep, and you can just jump right into working and living your life. Yeah, it's another one of those freeing feelings for me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I was set free by having all this time because I used to be such a miser with my time, and. It was because I felt like I didn't have enough time to myself and every little minute that I had to myself, I needed to cherish and I I'd cherish and I needed to treat it like it was a, it's a rare commodity, you know? So I would, I would specifically go out of my way to like make sure that my time was being spent the way I wanted to spend it. Mm-hmm. When I had the time to do so, you know, and it was, it was actually kind of a terrible feeling that I I did it and, but it felt bad doing it because I was like, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't have to like be so strict over what I do with my time. But I was like that because I felt like I didn't have enough time to myself, you know, and now I don't have that. Yeah. And it's great. I think that that goes back to you being kind of an ex- introvert. And so being around, you know, in a, in a traditional job, you're around people all day oh, yeah. who are demanding your time and energy. And now it's like you don't have those demands on, on your social, you don't have that social aspect. Right. Um. So like you don't feel as much need to have that 
special me time Mm -hmm. to kind of recharge and recuperate from all of that. You choose when you have social interactions with people instead of being constantly bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. I find it to be a lot better to my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like my quality of life has improved because I get to make those choices now and it's not forced upon me. Yeah. Like I'm not forced to go interact with these people almost Mm -hmm. every day of my life, you know, but on, on the, the flip side, on the flip side of that coin, it's kind of lonely. Yeah, it can be lonely. It's you know I may be an introvert, but when I finally broke out of my shell at that job, it took about a year for me to do so. Um, you know I really enjoyed the relationships I had with my coworkers. Like I really enjoyed my work with some great people. Yeah, you get into a routine where you come into work and. You're like, how's your weekend? And and you're always talking to people and you're always, you've got kind of a break to listen to what other people have to say and you're not making decisions. You're just, you know, you're working as part of a team. Right. So, yeah, I do miss that. That so would probably be this is number the, one dislike. Number one dislike, <laughs> the social aspect. It is damn near non-existent. Mm-hmm. Now... It's a little better because we're living together now. Yeah, that so, definitely helps. Yeah, there's always that other person who's there. And I mean, I spent the first four years of my business by myself. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So I, I can say like even just living in the same house with someone. Um, And I did when I when I first left my job, I had a roommate, Um, but I was in that apartment for about a month and a half before our lease was up. And um, she was getting married, so I decided to move because I didn't want to pay double to continue living in that city. Um, so I moved to Tulsa, and I lived with my aunt for a few months. So I still, like, when I first was working from home, I had, I was living with people and had some social interaction. But then after that, I got an apartment by myself, and I yeah. lived in a one bedroom for a year and then I lived in a studio for two and a half years. So you're talking about like this, you're seeing the same room all day, every day. And it's just you. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely you really have to push yourself to go out and do things and meet people and find friends and you know, even just get out of the house on your own. Like I would take my Kindle and go to dinner by myself. Yeah. Just to get out of the house. I would just go sit in the bar area of a restaurant and just, you know, sit there and eat dinner and read on my Kindle. And yeah, for fear that you're going to turn into some cave woman that has no social graces because you don't interact with anyone ever. Yeah, and I would, you know, I would spend, like, a week would go by and I would be, like, it would, you know, be a super busy week with work. And I would be, like, oh, my God, I haven't left this place. I haven't put on real clothes. And and so I would just, I would dress up and take myself to dinner because I was in a new t- a new town. I, I didn't have any friends at that point. Um, I could always call on my aunt. So I did still have, you know, a family connection to rely on. Yeah. When I moved here. So that was good. But I mean, you know, I couldn't always be like, hey, let's go to dinner. Hey, entertain me. It's your job to entertain me. It's like, right. no, she's got a full time job, too. And so, 
you know, she can't entertain me all the time. (laughs) So I had to learn to just be okay going out by myself and then and start putting myself out there to make friends. And now that I have friends here in town, I can say, you know, let's go out and do something. Yeah. Um, I need to get out of the house. What are you up to? And there's always someone there. And then living with someone, it's even better because then you just like, I just go into Jesse's office. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Let's go do something. Save me. Yeah. Like, I, I need to leave this place and go to another place. Yeah. I need new scenery, at least for a little bit. So, yeah, that's so you still have that social interaction, but it's not nearly like all the relationships that you have at a bigger business that you see every day. You know, you don't have that, that camaraderie that you have with those people going through the same things, Mm -hmm. you know, working for the cause as they say. So yeah, that's probably the worst thing about working for yourself. Other than that, it's definitely a challenge, but it's something that you can work through and you just have to kind of, if you're an introvert be more like proactive. me, yeah, you'd have to be more proactive, which would actually be tough for me. I'm glad I'm in the situation I'm in where I have somebody with me during this time that I'm like getting used. To, I'm still getting used to the whole situation of just being at home every day. Like I, it's rare that I've got to do that. And it's weird. You know, it's a weird feeling. Um, my second thing on the list, which would will probably get better in time. But if you've worked a regular job and for a while and then you decide to work from home, you do have this feeling of guilt. You mentioned it before. You mm-hmm. mentioned it a little bit earlier that there is this like lingering, weird, guilty feeling like you feel like you didn't do enough. Or you you feel like a bum because you didn't contribute to society today. And it's just kind of like a downer feeling like it's it's, there's no other way to describe it other than guilt. You feel guilty that like you don't deserve the fun that you're having right now. Like if you're doing something else other than work, there's this little nagging little voice in the back of your head like. You shouldn't be having fun. Yeah. Like you should be doing something else because you really didn't do anything today. It's even like though you might have. With a traditional job, you've got that cutoff time. Yeah. It's like, okay, clocking out, work is done. Yeah. I'm out, out of sight. Done. Yep. I don't have to think about it anymore. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm going home. I'm not even going to think about work because I was here for eight hours. And then you get your paycheck for a specific number of hours that you worked and so it's all tied to your time and you're like right okay well you know i'm not this is this is my salary i'm not putting in more hours right. and so it's really easy to say i'm done yeah it's really easy to say yeah exactly but at home Where at you're home, like uh, it almost feels like there's it there's om- always something you can yeah. be doing yeah there it's right it feels like there's something else you could be doing it like never stops. And then you may have that feeling, but not know what else to do. So then you feel guilty about not doing anything because you're just like, well, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of, 
I think it just takes time to get used to that. And I don't even know if it really goes away. It doesn't. Oh, great. Thanks. That's what I have to look forward to. Fantastic. Somebody who's been doing it for four years. Yeah, it never really goes away. Yeah. No, you learn to deal with it, I think. Um, I, it's not. And I think part of it for me is just my personality. Yeah. I am a go-getter, I guess. I don't I don't know um, really how to put it. But like. I. Even when I, so I have this weird thing that like, yeah, I recognize that I need to relax. And when I, but when I do relax and, you know, the brain starts to kind of settle down, then I get creative again. Mm. And then I start making up more things for myself to do. So I can just continually add to my to-do list. There are so many things that I want to do. And then, but there are limits to what I can physically do. Yeah. And still be happy. And I just had to kind of start recognizing that, that like, okay, you know, it's okay if this to-do list doesn't get done. Like, it's just not going to get done. I'm always going to be adding things to my to-do list. And as long as I'm making progress, as long as I'm moving for- forward, I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you're getting paid, as long as you're making, as long as you have the kind of lifestyle that you want to have. That's what's important. Yeah, I agree with and that. And the re- the rest just kind of goes away. Well, that's like, good to know. You kind of learn to deal with the rest of it. You're like, okay, well, there's always tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get there it done is. tomorrow. It's not. I I've started kind of taking this mentality of like, okay, that's not my priority right now. So if it doesn't get done, well, that's okay. It's not my priority right now. Yeah, prioritizing is a big thing. And I'm sure that helps mm-hmm. with the whole the whole guilty feeling of not doing anything. That's my my other mantra is you are not a robot. <laughs> yeah. Gotta yeah. You can't be expected to just work twenty four seven. Right. And that's nobody like, can expect like, you to do that. You wouldn't even be doing that if you were in a desk job. Exactly. So why why do we put so much pressure on ourselves working from home to work all the time? Because we're always more critical of ourselves. Yes. That's why. Absolutely. So you need to learn to be more relaxed with yourself. Forgive yourself. Yeah. So It's okay. How have we not killed each other? Well, working from the same home. I think it's the separate offices. Absolutely. If we didn't have our own separate spaces, I think this would be a completely different story. Mm -hmm. Whether it be we didn't have the offices all together or we shared one office. Actually, I think that'd be worse. I think sharing one office where we went to do everything. Oh, man. I think we one of us would have strangled the other by now, I think. Yeah, because we both, you know, I have video calls with my clients. Yeah, like say we had one office that we shared and you have your video have call you out. or you have a Skype call. Yeah, basically like get out because I can't sit there and listen to a podcast that I'm editing or anything like that. Granted, I have headphones, but still you can't hear me clickety clacking on a keyboard and clicking on my mouse and in the I background think- or if I wanted to get up and leave the office mm-hmm. to go get something to drink. Then Lisa's customer is like, who is that? That just passed in front of your camera or passed behind you in the camera? You know? 
I think those issues can be worked around, but I think it definitely would have put more stress on us. I think, though, if we had had to have one of us use an office and the other one be in the living room, I think that would have been okay. Yeah. I think it's not ideal, but I think just having that separation of space and we would still have the bedroom as like a shared safe space, you know? Mm-hmm. I I think that's what what's important is that each of you has your own space that's yours. And then you have one kind of communal area that's kind of a, you know, relaxing place. It really comes down to the separation of spaces and having designated areas for specific things. Yeah, I had my stuff in the living room, like my computer and my desk was in the living room before Lisa moved in. Because I like to have the, I had a big TV in there and I like to have the TV on as most of the time it was just background noise because I was usually on my computer or something like that in there. And um, it just kind of became my little central command center was the living room. So yeah, if we had to, if we just had one spare bedroom, luckily we don't, we have two, but if we just had the one spare and your office became the spare and I stayed out in the living room. Yeah. It wouldn't have been as bad as like sharing the one between the two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to try to have separate workspaces if you can, or at least like if that's not possible, because I know it's not possible for everybody. Um, no, no, it's not. I, then ha- maybe like one of you goes to a co-working space or something. Yeah. I've heard um, about these. Yeah. Just certain hours of the day say okay yeah this is these are the hours I'm going to be working in the co-working space just to kind of I mean um obviously there are going to be people in that space too so maybe you could like trade off and say these are the days I'm going to go to the co-working space and you can have the office to yourself and then the you know on these days you're going to go to the co-working space and I'll have the office to myself now there's downside to that too if I don't have a laptop to be able to do my editing on, that's yeah. powerful enough. I have a desktop, so I wouldn't be able to go anywhere <laughs> if yeah. that was the case. That's true. So there's there's a whole bunch of things you need to take and into take. consideration. Yeah, it's a whole lot of give and take. But for us personally, the two offices have been a huge saving grace. Oh, yeah. Because we can just totally separate and go into our own worlds. And, and like, these are our spaces. So we know, you know, if, if he's coming in here, he waits to see if I'm in the middle of something and vice versa. Like we both kind of yep. check and see what the other person is doing before we even enter those spaces. So it's kind of a cue to both of us. Um, But I think, you know, if that's not a possibility, then just even just like, trying to get out of the house at at certain points if each of you can find ways to get out of the house um just to give the other person some time in the office by themselves i think would be a huge help yeah even cuz i think e- even if i just had like on mondays i know that i'm going to have these 3 hours to myself that would be so helpful for me oh yeah yeah so, I I agree with that too. Yeah, if and we then had, definitely have like non a non workspace that you can come together mm-hmm. and just enjoy time with each other, and it's not, you know, it's not related to the stresses of work. Yeah, yeah, 
That's how it works for us. It is. We have a good setup. We have a real good setup. We're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> to have this setup. So, yeah, I think that's definitely. Like if it was the opposite and I moved in with you into that studio. Oh, We'd be killing each other. Yeah. I think one of us would be dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would be really... And I had a, a large studio. I, and my studio was about the size of a one-bedroom. It just didn't have a wall. But it still... There's we'd no be way. running into each other all the time. There's no, no separation of way. space. And, yeah, there was zero separation of space. Yeah. The other I person mean, would have had to have been in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and even Forget then, you it. can still hear each other. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible. That's not fun. No. No. That's that's pretty I think that's the biggest thing is that we keep our workspaces separate. Mhm. And then we keep the the play, the relax areas. Yep. Are also separate. Mhm. We've got dozens of Yeah, that's right cuz my office are... is my like if I want me time, also known as PlayStation time, then that's also in my office. So it's a separate room. I'm not in the living room anymore with that stuff mm-hmm. so if lisa wants to go out there and watch a show of hers on the big screen that we got out there great with the it's got the big screen it's got the nice speakers it's great so and i wouldn't invade on invade that if i wanted to play playstation because it's all in my office so yeah yeah it works out so, well that's kind of how we've avoided killing each other so far yeah the dogs on the other hand the dogs are intent on killing each other. <laughs> we might toss them out. <laughs> yeah. You probably no, heard Rogue a couple we'll times. Keep them. She's barking her head off at something out there. We'll keep them. We yeah, think. we'll keep them. So I think it's time for some spilling the ink. Hashtag spilling the ink. <laughs> and I think it's Jesse's turn for questions. That is Uh-oh. correct. That Hopefully is correct. he picked less depressing questions this time. I did. Yay! Lucky for you, let me get my phone. Okay, you actually, this is funny. You, you, I think you mentioned this before, but I have a question here. We haven't been asking each other questions lately on dates, though, because we've just been playing Pokemon Go instead. Oh, man, that so, damn you know, Pokemon game. <laughs> if nothing else, just it's play fun. Pokemon Go. Just, like, find a restaurant at a Pokestop, and then you can just spend the entire time being like, hey, look, another freaking Rattata. Yeah, Rattatas. <laughs> All day. Yeah. Pidgeys and Rattatas. All of them. Oh, hate them. Okay. <laughs> so my first question, these are less depressing. Good. Much less depressing. I'm so proud of you. Well, I, know. I, I should wait and see until you say the actual questions. Okay. <laughs> first question, what motivates you to work hard? What motivates me to work hard? I can answer that for you. I know what it is. I know what motivates me to work hard. Money. Money makes the world go round. I like that's the it's a dangling carrot for me. I have actually structured like the reason that I get I have my contracts the way that I have them set up is so that I have that reward at the end. Oh yeah. So I know that like, this is what I'm working towards. I mean, and that's that's not my only motivation, because I think that would be depressing after a while. You're like, oh, my God. But yeah. I think for there's just something satisfying about seeing that check go through in my bank at the end of a project. And then, 
you know, it's just like the cherry on top when I see a finished project. Because that's also a motivator for me is just seeing the finished work. Yeah, I'm that's that's what I was going to say about me. Like the main motivator is making money because everybody knows what you can do with money. (laughs) But like the other one is actually doing a good job. Yeah. Like I will spend more time and work harder on an edit because I know I could do better. Like Mm -hmm. I want to do the best I can do. So like I guess it's kind of like a perfectionist type thing. Like I know I'm good. So I'm going to do good and I'm going to prove that I'm good. So I'm going to work hard Mm -hmm. to do the best. So that's kind of a motivator too. Yeah. And then you get that final product and you're like, damn, that's gr- I did a great job. That yeah. sounds great. Or like that looks great. Checking things off the list and mm-hmm. going down like, oh, I finished this page. I finished that page. I finished this page. Yeah. And then going through the whole site and like, wow, I did all of this from scratch and it looks amazing. There you go. Just that feeling at the end. When you're like, this is all done and it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the client get all excited about it and it's just fun. Yeah. My dangling carrots. Yep. Carrot on a stick. Carrot on a stick. It helps. Okay. Next question. Question number two. Which of the five senses would you say is your strongest? Oh my gosh. I know the answer for you. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> Five senses. Hmm. Probably, probably hearing. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Well, okay. So my my sight isn't that great. It's definitely not my sight. I wear glasses. Yeah. So obviously, and I ha- my sight is flawed. Yeah, mine's just, I think I might need a new prescription. I don't know. Thankfully, I don't. I've had this subscription since I was a teenager. So would you say that, would you say this question is more about what are you, what's your best ability? Like, what do you do best or what do you appreciate the most? No, which one, which one, like if you were to get, a superpower that heightened your best sense, what would it be? Mm, okay. Yeah, it would probably be hearing. Mine is definitely hearing. Oh, yeah. Yours is 100% my hearing is... And that just makes me think that maybe almost, mine's not hearing because yours is so awesome. It's like it's almost, it's almost like my super sense. Yeah. I mean, he hearing. basically already has a superpower. Yeah. It's... I've, I don't know what it is. I mean, my sense of smell, meh. Well, the sense of smell in general is the strongest sense for everyone. And the reason they say that is because you can smell something that you smelled years and years and years ago, and it will immediately evoke that memory. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Like, I I will smell a rainy day here in Oklahoma, and depending on the smell, it will remind me directly of a place in New Jersey. Like, and it's so strong. Like the feeling is so strong that, wow, like I was there, you know, or if I'm by a body of water and it hits me just right, 
you know, I'll remember the time I went to Lake Michigan with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the memory is just so strong when you get a certain smell. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. Mine, I just, with my allergies, I don't think I ever smell anything at 100%. Oh, yeah. So that's not your strongest. I mean, technically, it's the strongest for every human. But it's not, you feel it's not your strongest. Maybe, maybe touch is my strongest though, because I'm like super ticklish. <laughs> you are super ticklish. I'm, like, more ticklish than the average person. Maybe that's good. It'll keep you from harm or something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you can sense ooh. those little vibrations in the wind. That probably actually would be it, would be touch because I can't handle needles. Oh, yeah. I'm super ticklish. That is your strongest sense is touch. It's way too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. Cool. You should learn to hone it. And like, so you can like. Into a superpower. Yeah. Then you could feel like sound waves and you can feel like differences in pressure in the air. I do feel earthquakes before you do. This is true. (laughs) This is very true. Okay. Last question. Since apparently Oklahoma has more earthquakes than even California. Yeah. How did this happen? What the hell? Fracking. Freaking fracking. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. Yay fracking. Terrible. Okay, last question. What is one thing you will never do again? One thing I will never do again. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know until I just asked the question again right now. Like I was thinking about it when I was writing it down and I couldn't think of anything. I just thought of something. What is one thing I will never do again? I'll never dye my hair again because <laughs> I don't have any. I lost this it all. Is true. I yeah. used to dye my hair when I was younger, when I was a young teenager, I used to bleach my hair and I used to dye it crazy colors because I was a punk man. I was a punk guy. <laughs> you know, I was into all those punk bands and uh, we were just crazy teenagers is what we were. And you know what? No regrets. I'm glad I did it. It's definitely not the reason why I'm bald or why I lost all the hair on the top of my head. That was genetics. It wasn't the fact that I bleached my hair. (laughs) Um, So I don't regret it at all because it was a lot of fun. You know, it was was an instant conversation starter for people because there was, I mean, I had golden blonde, I mean, like golden bleached hair. He likes to say that he invented frosted tips. I did invent so, frosted tips. He had such a lie. I invented frosted tips such during a lie. in the summer before my senior year of high school. I bleached my hair and I dyed it fire engine red. Well, by the time it had grown out and the dye had worn off and the yellow had come back in, well, my hair had grown out too. So when I got a haircut, I had frosted tips. I invented frosted tips. No, I'm pretty sure there are In 1997, I invented frosted tips. Yeah, somebody please disprove that so he'll stop saying it. Nope, I did it. It was me. It was I invented frosted tips. I could show you my prom or my prom photo. I could show you my senior photo where I had frosted tips. That does not mean you invented it. Uh, But I did. But your hairstylist invented it. Yeah, but I made it popular. Because I wore it. You did not make it popular. I wore it best. No. I totally did. Nice try. No, it was me. 
Nice try. It was me. Something I will never do. Something I would like to never do again is have my blood taken because the last time that happened, I fainted <laughs> and threw up. And threw up. Um, so that was not a pleasant experience. I can tell you. But unfortunately, I you, don't think that's going to be yeah, the last time in I, my life. I got bad news. That will definitely happen again sometime <sighs> in my life. It's the worst. Sorry. What will I never do again? See, now, the dying of the hair is something I will never do again because I don't have a choice. Something I would willingly never do again? Um, Probably jump off a 30-foot cliff into water. I would do that. Yeah, because you're crazy. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I would. I did it once, and it took all the balls I could muster to jump off that cliff oh, into the that's water. Oh, nothing. Oh, God. I, I was... Like, oh man, people were yelling at me. It was at a, it was at a water park. They had this 30 foot drop. You can drop down. And I got up there and I was like, I was scared to death. And then I was like, well, I got to go. There's people behind me. And I jumped and it was just, why put myself through that? It was terrible. I know what I'll never do again. I will never drink like I did in college. It's just not going to happen. Wow. Yeah, me too. My body can't handle it. That's a good I'm one. Too old. That's a good one. I will never drink like I drank in college. I, I could drink half that amount and still be like, what happened to my life? Yeah. I would like feel miserable. Yep. No way. I just can't handle it. Yep. I think, but you know, it's funny because like the older I've gotten, the more... The worst my motion sickness has gotten. Like, I never really was motion sick when I was younger. And then when I went to Hawaii with my family, how old was I? This is in my later 20s. I don't remember when that was. I think it was four years ago, maybe. So I was 26. And we did the road to Hana, which is gorgeous, by the way. And if you go to Maui, you absolutely have to drive the road to Hana. And I absolutely would do it again. I would just take Dramamine the night before. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't. I had never experienced motion sickness like that before. And so the road to Hana is an hour, um, maybe two. I don't even remember at this point. Of nothing but winding roads. And we went up Haleakala that morning. So we went to the top of Haleakala, drove down, and then did the road to Hana. And even coming down Haleakala is just switchback after switchback after switchback. And so you do all that, and then you hit the road to Hana, and it's just these winding, curving roads along the coastline. And I was so sick. I was like, I really feel like I need to barf, and I can't. That is rough. Yeah, so... But that's about the time that I stopped being able to handle my alcohol, too. So I don't know if they're, like, related, but, oh, that's yeah. that's interesting. It's, like, the the older I get, the less I can handle. I guess maybe my equilibrium is off or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, your equilibrium's getting worse. Maybe. I don't know. I do get clumsier mm. the older I get, maybe. So maybe it's all related. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the, the... We'll never, never drink like I did in college. Yeah. The older I get, the worse my knees get. So like a lot of physical activities I don't think I'll ever be able to do again. Like I used to play hockey a lot when I was younger. Probably couldn't do that now. Uh, I used to ski a lot when I was younger. 
I probably couldn't do that now. Well, good news. I probably would hurt myself a lot trying to ski, so. Yeah, well. We'll just go make snow angels instead. That sounds good. Okay. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'll go down the hill on a sled instead. Yeah. That sounds like fun. And drink hot chocolate. I love it. By the fire. While the snow comes down. We should do that right now. That sounds great, actually. Except it's like 95 degrees outside. Except it's like 100. Yeah. Terrible. Summer in Oklahoma sucks. It's the worst. Well, I think that about wraps up our episode. Yeah, that'll do it. Yay. Awesome. Well, if you like what you heard and would like to hear more, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And if you would be so kind to leave a rating and review, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And um, if you have some dating stories or anything like that, questions that you asked your date, you can let us know. Questions you want us to answer. Or questions, yeah, questions you want us to answer. You can let us know through... Hashtag spilling the ink. Hashtag spilling the ink or leaving a review on iTunes. Or you can always visit our website at companyinkpodcast.com fantastic well thanks so much guys for listening thank you we will talk at you later bye see ya